hello and welcome, guys, to uh, whatever we're going to call this, English One podcast, coronavirus. Um, uh, my, uh, I am Mr. Munden, or as I'll be call myself from now on, Munden, and I'm joined by my co-host for this. You can talk. Um, oh, I, I, I thought you were going to introduce me. It's uh, Cortez. This is Cortez. All right. So, uh, in case you accidentally stumbled upon this podcast, we're recording this for English One students at Pebble Hills High School because we are doing practicing remote learning, and uh, we wanted them to not forget the sound of our voice while they're at home <laughs> doing their assignments. So, uh, Cortez, how how you, how's it going? How's it going for you? Uh, it, it, it's going, man. Um, it's, uh, it's a different, it's a different life. I, I guess everyone can kind of agree that, um, you know, we, we let out from spring break and there's all this, oh, we're going to do the EEOC exam and, you know, we gotta, we gotta buckle down and make sure that we, we come back focused and ready to go. And then all of a sudden, um, oh, we're not coming back for two weeks and, oh, we're not coming back even after that. So um you know who knows when we're coming back but um it's 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 been a challenge but i think we can still do some really cool things um this being one of them um like you said it, it just gives us an opportunity to kind of reach out and you know if they got annoyed by our voices or if they even miss our voices you know we we're here trying to trying to at least help that circumstance and maybe depending on how the um feedback we get to this. Maybe we can even include students that want to like send voice messages, anything like that, questions to us. We are more than happy to answer them, to hear your, uh, all of you listeners' voices as well. Exactly. I think, it, I think they, I would assume that the kids think that we're like partying or just like having a great time. But I mean, I, I, I know I speak for myself when I say like, I'm I'm really bored and I, I would rather be at work having these kind of conversations with kids. But um, yeah, this, this gives us like a little outlet too as well. Yeah, I've, I'm starting to get kind of stir crazy with the whole not going to <laughs> not going to work. So like I'm answering emails from students and parents pretty much all day, like if they need to like clarification on something. Right. And I I feel like um, it's like a rush when I get an email. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can respond to this. And after that, I'm like, <laughs> I, have, I have something to do. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I can go ahead and, and give you all the directions how to log into Microsoft right. Teams. Right. Yes. I will read uh, all the terms and conditions of iTunes. And <laughs> I will read them to you perfectly. <laughs> yeah, no. And then uh, and then after it's done, I'm like, all right. Huh. Mm. Yeah. What's on Netflix? Good. Yeah, yeah. And uh weirdly enough, I have not been able to watch anything that like a, like not even like not like I don't I have too much things to do, but it's just right. like uh like I I bought the sad uh Ben Affleck basketball movie The Way Back. Why? I I actually like depressing sports movies. I don't know. It's a weird mm -hmm. thing about me. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um but like because it's set in the modern day, I right. start watching it and I can't make it through it because I'm just like, oh, none of this matters anymore. This is like, this yeah. is not like real life right now. Yeah, all you need is Glory Road, dog. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah, because that's in the past, and it's like, okay, this is not exactly. Right. 
Um, so uh, let's see. What have what have you been keeping busy? I see that you're like challenging me to do push-ups on Twitter. Um, well, I mean, that's pretty much all anyone can do other than Netflix, Tiger King. I, I haven't seen it. I don't know what that documentary is about. Um, I'm catching up with just stuff on Netflix. Um, I'd like to think that um, I'm just, you know, kind of keeping busy with my stories, but I haven't really read. I, I tried to read um, a couple of novels and I got distracted just by watching TV. But like, that's all there is now is like friends challenging about pushups. So on Twitter, Miss um, Mendez from El Dorado, who used to be a coworker of ours um, at Pebble Hills before you got there, um, she randomly challenged me. So I said, who would do 10 push-ups or more. Who would it be funny to watch do 10 push-ups? I, I didn't want to say it like that, but I was like, more importantly, who would be down? But then who would be funny kind of doing these push-ups? So I still haven't seen your response. I think all of Twitter, the world is waiting. The world, yeah. Do you want to know what I was doing when I got that text message? Uh, not push-ups? I was making a puzzle. I was putting together a puzzle. That's what I've been doing. This is, uh, I've been buying puzzles. puzzles. I've been buying puzzles. I'm very exciting during this entire thing. I heard that you made it to like the finals of like that, that dance thing that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that I, I made it to the. I, I heard, I heard great things from that dance off right before we let off for spring break. Like I told you, if we weren't working out with football, like I was, I really wanted to go check that out, but. I heard Choi won. Yeah, she so won. That's kind she of won. that's kind of interesting. But you going to the finals, like yeah, no, I, I think how it, and why? I think it's the same thing that happened with you challenging me to push-ups. I think the students just thought it was funny, uh, oh. and like well, like and then the judges uh, obviously didn't like my dancing, and I don't blame them. I cannot dance, um, but like. Uh, the the one song that I feel like I I did I pretty I did pretty well at was um, the Beyonce uh, single ladies. Yes, I feel like I, I think yeah I, I mean all you really have to do is march and hold your hand up and that's about and it. That's do yeah, the little wave. Yes, yep. That's that's all I really did during that song. So that sounds great. Yes, yes, it was. Some somebody on Twitter, some like student council members, gotta have that. I'm pretty sure Miss Cancellari should have recorded it. Uh, Miss Escobar needs, has it actually. Well, it needs to get up on Twitter somehow. Like, there's nothing else that we're doing right now. Let's break down. <laughs> First, you need your push-ups on Twitter, and then we need all we need all those rounds of you dancing your life away. Yeah, no, dancing yeah. queen. I actually, oh, actually, man. I actually bought. Um, or actually I, I had it, but it's like, I had charged it a jump rope. So it had right. like a smart rope. So I have, I was going to start jumping rope and mm. yeah, that's gonna, mm. that's gonna probably be a disaster. Mo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there isn't a good segue into this. I guess we're going to jump into today's topic. So, right. um, we are both, I, I speak for myself, but I, I'm assuming you're okay with me saying this. We're both geeks. Mm -hmm. We're both right. geeks. Right. Um, and a big part of geekdom 
is mm -hmm. uh, stories that involve heroes, uh, the hero journey. And right. if we were not um, away from the classroom, we would be mm -hmm. reading The Hobbit or we'd be starting The Hobbit soon. Mm -hmm. uh, right. But we are away from the classroom, so we're not going to be reading the entire Hobbit novel, um, mm -hmm. which is actually good because that novel is, uh, how do I put it? Um, do you have a word for how you describe The Hobbit? It's not an easy read. It's not an easy read. Okay, I would have called it kind of boring at times. Uh, yeah. Tolkien is not, uh, Tolkien, like if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings movies, they're really cool. They're, uh, they're some of yeah. my favorite movies. Uh, the books are not that. Yeah, no, it's like you, they describe the history of the world and then they're like, and Aragorn, Aragorn fought a orc and that was pretty much it for the battle sequence. Right. There's more detail in, in the leaf that, that Legolas steps on than, than there is the actual arrows he's, he's shooting in the movies. So yeah, it's not a, they're not a, they're not nail biting adventurous like the movies are for sure. Yes. So we which decided, is why which is why I wasn't going to read that novel anyways, but oh, we were going to okay. look for something else. Uh, well, we're going to be reading selections from a right. bunch of different things. One of them will be right. The Hobbit. We're choosing the exciting part of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and we're going to be reading a couple other things that we're going to be starting on next week. But before we do, we I right. wanted to go ahead and kind of get together to talk about like our favorite hero's journey. So right. how would you define Cortez, the hero's journey? Um, I, I kind of, I, at the beginning of the year, one of the things that I told the kids and, and I'm hoping, you know, some of the ones listening right now, um, one of the things that I said that I loved about this subject was the fact that it's not so much that like there's novels, but it's that you can compare stories with anything. So like even if you're a movie buff or if you love tv shows or if you you know you're just an occasional person who likes to go watch movies like anything kind of always comes back to like all right here's this formula here's this hero's journey formula that we've kind of associated with you know you know this is the this is the formula for a great story and then you can you, you see these little tweaks and that's the thing that I told the kids, like, this is why I love that subject. Like, you can't really do that with math. So when I see a story and it's like, okay, like, I can kind of see, like, protagonist, antagonist. I can see those things. But then what's really great is when you have, like, a director or a story writer, like, flip the script on that. So instead of having, like, like an anti-hero or, um, you know, like, the traditional hero who's, you know, got the shield and sword or whatever... You know, we have, you know, stories of like Breaking Bad where, um, you know, that, that TV show revolves around like our main character being this broken down, you know, sick teacher who ends up becoming like a drug lord, you know, through kind of no fault of his own, meaning like, you know, he's burdened with a sickness, you know, and then those are those tropes. Those are those, you know, those common things that we see in storylines to the struggle and instead of him overcoming it in a positive way, you know, you have storytellers who try to flip the script and, well, what if he overcomes his situation by becoming a drug dealer? And, and those are like the stories that interest me the most. So it's, it's always those, you know, yeah, like we, we all love the Marvel movies or whatever, but, you know, it's the stories that, that, that change what we thought the story or where we thought the story was going 
that makes it at least to me you know those are the exciting exciting yeah, stories where a story zigs instead of zags where right you know, just, right just something you don't expect right right um do you have any like uh apart from breaking bad uh mm-hmm. what, what what would you say is one of your favorite examples of a hero's journey like a like this like what book movie tv show i mean it, it you can just walk into my class and just know like star wars like even the examples that we used in those slides like there's just it has the star wars you know it, it follows it to like a t pretty much like I'm just this random kid deserted on this planet full of sand. All of my friends are joining the empire and they're becoming great pilots. And then bam, like out of nowhere, this kind of, this, you know, it's R2-D2 obviously, but you know, the, he comes into possession with R2-D2 and then the, then the, uh, the story unfolds from there. So I, I always enjoyed the Star Wars movies in that aspect. You know, even at a young age, not really knowing like, oh, this follows, a hero's journey kind of you know scheme and plot but um you know you can't go wrong when it comes to star wars and and i know you you like star oh, wars yeah too, no too, I, so yeah i love star wars as well so there's been a many of uh, conversations that we have with star wars star wars characters um archetypes that they you know established in star wars so you know you could take there's like nine of them right the the saga and then there's the rogue one and solos and the Clone cartoons, War movies. Yeah. exactly so you know we we get stuck on one movie and we can have a conversation like for 30 minutes and annoy people but um yeah like you can't go wrong with star wars well like for me like thinking of like video games like the legend right. of zelda series are all basically that you are started as a mm-hmm. young kid you have mm-hmm. a mentor that goes to talk to you or like uh like the like for example like uh legend of zelda the ocarina of time it's a great deku tree you get a message from this little fairy that's like r2d2 and it's the right. same things over and over that you just go through it's like the hero's journey is stuff that people like to watch even if they can't really point to what they like about it it's just mm-hmm they get to imagine and empathize like, okay, I am, I could be like Luke. I could be like uh, Link. I can be like any of these people. And what would I do? And, and how would I react to the situation? Right. Right. I think, I mean, it, I mean, you hit it right on the spot. Like that's why storytelling has, if it wasn't a medium that was, you know, any good, like we wouldn't have done it after, you know, cave paintings you know where they there's all kinds of stories that have made their way down through um through history through you know word of mouth um and it, it it's the fact that like no matter how crazy they oh it's star wars it's in space or whatever um you know these stories do follow this this kind of pattern like you know life isn't easy and there's going to be struggle and what's going to happen when a character is put in that position and you know, as, as humans, I think it's kind of like our natural imagination just to kind of put ourselves in those shoes and, and say like, I mean, I don't know how many times as a kid, even now, like I'll walk into like a grocery store, well, not lately, but as soon as those automatic doors open, like I find myself just putting out my hand and like pretending I opened it with like the force, like anybody who's seen any kind of superhero movies would wonder like, if that situation happened to me and all of a sudden I was granted 
you know, superhuman, Superman strength, you know, and abilities, what would I do? And, you know, there's that, you know, I don't, I don't even think it was a, a movie that did all like crazy at the box office, but Burn Bright, like okay. that superhero movie, okay. like that is the, that's exactly like Superman. Only if Superman wasn't a great guy, like it takes that hero's journey. And it's like, you know what, what if this kid was like bullied and it got to the point where he was going to like seek revenge on everyone who bullied him and he's Superman. Like that's all that that is. And I thought it was, I thought it was a great movie and like, I wanted to talk to people about it and they're like, no, like I didn't go watch that movie. And it's like, it's such a great like twist. Like, you know, if you don't read the comics, like, I mean, you know that, you know, Superman does go bad in certain issues of the comics, but like, as far as movie goes, like everyone watches movies, you know, the, the vast majority of us um, watch movies. So when you see something like Burn Bright and it's like, all right, here's our hero, you know, he's from outer space. And then all of a sudden, like his ship starts to talk to him and give him those powers. Like, what would he do? And it just so happens because he's been bullied, you know, by girls that think he's weird and everything like he's going to use those powers to like freak people out. And I think that was, I think that was pretty cool how, how they played that, that, uh, they put a twist on, on a hero's journey. Yeah. Like, well, like that's reminiscent of like the graphic novel. They, uh, they just did an animated version of it that came out like a week ago, the Superman oh, yeah. red sun, where instead of <laughs> Superman crashing in Kansas, he crashes in Russia and how, the like the Russian government use him as like propaganda basically so it's right. set like in the 60s uh cold war so it's mm -hmm. about the idea of him being used and just like that little spin on a hero's journey again with that. right right um I'm trying to think of a couple other examples that I really enjoy uh like if, uh, like for fans of like Stephen King, he's done that with the Dark Tower books where that is basically all, again, it's like a hero's myth, but it's stretched out over these books. Near the end of that series, Stephen King gets a little weird because he always gets a little bit weird with his endings and he becomes mm -hmm. a character and it's just a little awkward. Uh, but like the first four books of that is like, are like, oh, this is pretty good. This is a good series. Um, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I can't say that I, I, I've read too many Stephen King uh, novels, um, but I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely examples you can look at, like you, like you talked about, um, you know, the issue of Superman where he's, I love how, I love how it's always like, oh, you know, Russia, you know, there's that idea that we play like the archetypes of like the patriotism, right? The idea of well, Superman's a good guy because he's from the United States. Like, he crashed land in the United States and he's a good guy. Um, and then you have, like, the other characters, um, you know, all of a sudden, if Superman was in Russia, then he'd be, like, just this tool for the Communist Party. And, you know, we have that fear. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting how some of these characters, like, you know, Captain America, all of a sudden, like, you know, he's this great, wholesome guy and... You know, we ignore the fact that he's just a dude on steroids, which is frowned upon in, you know, in the society for the majority of the part. Um, and and there's there's playing there's playing with those archetypes, too. Like mm -hmm. he's supposed to be this hero, but, you know, he kind of has this this backdrop, which I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm really not a fan of the Captain America movies. 
but the fact that like they integrated and they actually put in like the hydra aspect of it like i thought that was amazing because he's a crappy character but then you see you see that there's this struggle with him because he thinks he's doing right but then turns out he's working for an agency that are kind of nazis and nazis are bad so then you know there's there's that whole thing so i think i think there's a lot of different examples that that we can go into and and that's the part that i really wanted to you know that's that's i know you miss it i know i miss it like if we were in class right now there's stuff that you know the kids are watching you know or or they might know about or they have like a perspective on something and we can't hear that like we don't we're not getting those conversations so hopefully this this kind of conversation you and i are having yeah. is is kind of is catching someone's attention i would i would hope yeah and like i was like thinking of right now like different cartoons that uh that also do similar stuff like adventure time i have not seen all of this cartoon and people keep telling me to avatar the last airbender which is basically mm -hmm. star wars again right, uh, right and just getting to use all of those examples and maybe what what we're going to look at doing or including like maybe youtube clips stuff like that in our lessons just to try to again just get out of reading pdfs and reading just excerpts right because um and hopefully it's something like it's an idea that that our students understand through what we've gone over this entire school year but mm. the things that we talk <laughs> about like fables with animal uh animal farm you really said animal crossing uh with animal <laughs> farm. <laughs> i've been playing a lot of animal crossing it's the happiest thing in the world right now I'm not like like I'm telling you like I'm not I don't do the I don't do the the tiger documentary I'm not doing Animal Crossing like I don't I'm not doing the things that people are like kind of I guess selling right now but I, I'm a, I'm gonna take your word for it and uh, and assume that that app is is fun yeah no like didn't uh, they didn't they have something like that like where people were like farming and and like a parent ignored their kid and like got in trouble a few years back is that the I same like, game yeah. or did they no no they think that was harvest moon oh whatever well whatever one of those animal crossing is basically just uh i, I i've made i'm making a town full of full of animals i'm the only human and i have friends that i go and visit and invite to my town um right it's very weird because like you can name your town and i guess i was just lately because of everything happening i've been um I guess like my imagination hasn't been working well. So I chose, uh, I chose a Corona name. Bill? <laughs> no, 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 no. I chose, uh, cause my favorite book is Slaughterhouse Five. I ended up right. choosing, um, I named my town Dresden. And it's very weird because for history buffs, uh, Dresden is firebomb during World War II. So mm -hmm. now every, all, any, everything that the animals talk about just has this weird sense of like, wait what's going on because like they're all talking about like yes we're gonna re we're gonna rebuild dresden i'm like this is weird this is a really creepy line that i didn't know was gonna happen now that i i named it that um so yeah um i've been playing animal crossing and i i I've, oh i forgot what i was talking about before that was a segue that <laughs> took me completely off of the main topic well i i guess to go back to our main point um when we had this discussion about doing this, I, I kept on thinking to myself, like, there's, there's gotta be a movie that plays to the idea of, of, of a hero's journey. And I mean, like, 
like how we're saying we we can watch any kind of story and break it down but i was thinking about a movie who like plays on the idea of all right well like this is what's going to happen here and like they're like calling out the hero's journey and it may sound weird but i i actually love this movie and I, I remembered it the other night because um, I was, I, like I said, I was trying to get some kind of, I guess, conversation material for, mm-hmm. for what we're recording today. Have you seen Rango? Yes. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, no, yeah. Like Rango is like the essential, like he calls out every little section of like the hero's journey. It's, it, it's I think it's so great that he's, the start of the movie is him in his tank. He's a chameleon or lizard or, or whatever. Gecko. It was like a gecko or something like that. Whatever. Like, <laughs> this isn't biology. <laughs> he's some kind of lizard and he's like performing Shakespeare. He's performing, you know, it connects to us because it's Shakespeare. He's like this actor and he's giving them all these kind of quotes and this critique for their performance. And then at the, like, you know, at the start of it, he's like, but what, where am I going? Like, where am I going with this? I have nothing because i'm in this tank and and like that's like the essential of like storytelling like if you don't do anything with the story then obviously nobody's going to watch it unless you're you're watching some french avant-garde film from the 70s where it's just the recording of a fan in black and white film you know what i'm talking about yeah like andy warhol or something yeah exactly like you know there's there's got to be something to your story and and rango um, and those of you guys listening, if you have, I believe it might be Hulu. It's, on, it's Hulu. on Hulu. Yeah. If you guys have Hulu, like watch Rango and watch him, how he, he says like something's got to happen. Who am I? He asks that question, like, who am I? And there's got to be some kind of conflict. And then bam, like the, the car he's in all of a sudden swerves out of the way. And then he gets thrown out of his comfort, which is the, the aquatic tank. And then that like progresses the story and periodically throughout the story, like he'll pause, he'll break that fourth wall. And it's like, he's having a conversation with the audience with, well, this is what I should do, but I'm not doing it or I'm not comfortable with it. So I think it was, I think it was that movie, you know, in, in the back of my mind that, that, you know, we could have that discussion about like archetypes for one. And then like the stages of what a hero's journey goes through. And I thought, like, you know, what better way than, you know, let's just talk about Rango and the great animation that's in it and Johnny Depp's in it. So why wouldn't you watch it? And actually, like, thinking of a lot of the stuff that the guy, the director of it, Gore Verbinski, made, uh-huh. uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, that is right. all hero's journey. Even mm-hmm. the Lone Ranger, which people hate that movie, but I actually, I actually enjoy it. I don't know why, but I enjoy that movie. Uh, Munden, <laughs> you would... You like a Looney so, Tune. Let's let's put this out there real quick for everybody listening. <laughs> yeah, Munden, okay. Munden likes the worst Star Wars movie as ah, his okay. favorite. Yeah. So like we're putting that like we like the same things, but we don't like the same things at the same time. Like okay, I've seen the Lone Ranger. It's not bad. I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. The trilogy is not good. Like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying the trilogy is good. No, no. Okay, I thought you were like <laughs> no, 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 advocating no. like Pirates of the Caribbean is like a great. No, no it is I would actually not. say I like the first one because the first one is great. good. Right. Okay. The second one is bad, 
And the third right. one, I thought kind of got a little bit, but it's still not a good movie, but it's better than the second one. Okay. But the fact is, is you <laughs> like the Lone Ranger. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, I think I went in with such low expectations to that movie that it became, right. it, it became enjoyable by the end. It came, it came out when like X, I think X-Men, one of the like, one of like the good X-Men came out and then a Marvel movie, like it did terrible because- Oh yeah, no, the, the movie bombed badly, yeah. Yeah, they decided to release it when, you know, all this other relevant, you know, superhero movies were coming out and it's just like, oh, well, let's, we're just kind of screwed at the time of the year, so let's just release it with everything else. I, but, but it's, it's something else. It's not, a, it's not that great of a movie, The, the Lone Ranger. Plus uh, it's a remake. Well, like, I was, like, thinking, because I never actually watched this movie, and I was hoping it was on Disney+, Plus because I think it would also be Hero's Journey. Right. Uh, but the John Carter of Mars, was that? I did not see that. Actually, I think I tried to watch that movie. I thought it was kind of boring, and I couldn't get through it. I'm going to be honest. I never saw it, but okay. I always heard, like, really bad things. And and, and going through, like, different articles, um, I, I came across this list that said, like, movies that flopped at the box office but are actually really good and that movie was yeah that yeah that's the thing that i've always heard so i was like maybe i just didn't give it a chance when it came out Uh, because john carter all of those uh books actually inspired george lucas when he was making um star wars and especially (laughs) the attack of the clones the scene where they're in their arena is all basically taken from john carter the worst star wars movie so yeah Oh, you said that one's the worst one. Okay, there you go. Now, Last Jedi is, I have audio proof that Last Jedi is not the worst one to you anymore. I don't, I don't think, I don't think I put it that low. (laughs) I think I told you it's, I think I told you uh, Attack of the Clones is like the worst. And then the Last Jedi is just so bad. But what's crazy though, and, and, and I've had this conversation with you before, there are parts to it that are amazing and it's great. But I think like the, the thing that bothered me the most about The Last Jedi is I guess kind of like the production stuff that happened with, you know, um, uh, Game of Thrones, which, you know, another mature, mature audiences. Very you know, mature. Only... Maybe let students let's not watch that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it does have, the hero's journey to it but the thing that people hated about the eighth season with all like the oh there's a starbucks coffee that's like right there in medieval times like there's a lot of mistakes and you know this episode was filmed too dark like that that those kind of things that's what bothers me the most about about the last jedi not so much like the plot holes because i can deal with plot holes like We've, I mean, we've yeah, gone Rise, over... of, Rise of Skywalker is like full of them, but like. Right, right. There, and those are things like I can kind of look over, but like there's production things that happen in The Last Jedi that, that I, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't get over. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I was like last, last statement on Last Jedi before this turns into like the Last Jedi podcast. Uh, right. I was going to say that is an example of when you're saying that the hero's journey that like zigs instead of zags, I feel right. like last Jedi does that for the most. You're going to, you're going to make that argument to make it seem like the last Jedi is good, but you're wrong. Okay. All right. No, the, the last Jedi does not zig or zag. <laughs> it's, it's not even in the same scheme. 
Okay. And, and well, and I, I guess I keep hating. I I keep hating on it, but like I told you, like Attack of the Clones, Episode Two, was the worst Star Wars movie. And then after that, like it's not that they're bad. It's just like you just you have to rank them. Like yeah. there's no way you can tie them. So I put the Last Jedi there because there's just a you know there's just a lot going on there that that just. It just bugs me. I will say, and like, like, I mean, hey, Star Wars is all hero's journey. So this is all counting for uh, our students that are listening to this. Uh, I will say that um, Attack of right, the Clones is right. crazy. That We're disagreeing. <laughs> We're having a debate. This is a uh, academic debate about Star Wars. Um, I will say that... Of course it is. <laughs> I will say that Attack of the Clones is weird because everything that to do with Obi-Wan Kenobi is actually really, I thought, is not really good, but good. And the stuff dealing right. with, with Anakin is so terrible that that right. brings down the rest of the movie. It is baffling yeah. to me that that can happen. Yeah. It's, it's one of the main reasons why people who don't watch Star Wars, like, and then you see, like, everybody, like, well, they should do, like, a background on Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. And it's like, yeah, they tried to do that with episodes one, two, and three, but George Lucas and all the other directors and every, all the other writers kind of, like, got lost. Basically, what they did with the Last Jedi, they did with those like prequel movies, like one, two, and three. Okay, all right. Um, trying to think of what else to bring up. Um, do you have any? Uh, be- I guess before we um, we close up, do you have any uh, any recommendations for them to watch? Something that maybe is uh, you said Rango is on Hulu. Right. Anything mm-hmm. else that you'd maybe recommend that they watch, read? Um, I mean, I know the majority of I know the majority of them haven't really seen, um, you know, the the original trilogy of Star Wars. You can always start with with that. I would say not so much, and this is something that I would have done in class anyways. I would say watch anything that you liked, either as a child or even, you know, something that you've seen recently and, you know, maybe have like a notebook or something. And then even the notes that you took, uh, you know, that we took on archetypes and the hero's journey and just see, you know, what, what I said at the beginning of the year, like all stories, you know, you can compare them to each other based on how they play with, with the formula of the hero's journey. So there's, there's not one specific thing that, you know, other than Rango, which I think Rango is great because it calls out its, its own intention of, of the hero's journey. And by the way, you know, it, it even does like the, the very modern thing of not having great narrators. Like you can't trust, you know, the owls who are, you know, uh, stereotype mariachi players. Like they're not trustworthy narrators. And that's something that modernist writers you know, started to do like, what if we can't, what if you can't trust the person, you know, telling the story and there's that twist to it. Um, so I would just say, watch whatever that they're watching. Um, you know, even if it's something like a childhood movie that they haven't seen in a while and just try to see how much of the notes we took, how much it follows it, because that's the, that's the fun part. That's the part that, you know, what we've been doing this whole time is we're talking about, you know, our, our favorite Star Wars movies and, and why we like certain aspects to it. But basically at the end of it, we're, we're actually revealing what things we like about the hero's journey that didn't happen or did happen 
or we would have chose to do it a certain way. And that's, that's what these conversations, you know, can be like. And, and that's like the great part about, you know, this class is we can have those conversations. There's no, you can't look at a math problem. I mean, you could say you could do the same thing in history, but history is so like finite. Like if we were having a conversation about, you know, World War One, we'd have like our political views, but there's no real like put myself in that situation kind of conversation like like we're doing right now. And And I think that's the beauty of this of the subject that we teach yeah like uh like same thing i would add, like what was coming to mind right now and i was thinking about recommendations is the mm -hmm. second x-men movie x2 mm -hmm. x-men united because that right. one it's there's like um uh like i remember it from my seventh grade uh like humanities class so it's basically like that was a class that had uh like writing reading and history together and we were yeah. reading at the time uh once in future king which is a king arthur myth uh -huh. and that right, gets keep, right. keeps getting brought up in x2 and it's just like uh right. like how they're comparing in a way these different mutants the different archetypes to the king arthur legend and mm -hmm. i was like thinking like that might be something good to watch because you have the you have the different heroes you have the hero that is uh the unlikely hero or the reluctant uh hero the right. hero who gets tempted by the dark side and Pyro, he joins Magneto's side, all that different, the different archetypes uh, is present in that movie. Yeah, and I mean, and, and it's PG-13 also, it's, a, yeah, it's so. a superhero movie. My, I mean, the only thing I kept thinking about, because I remember it wasn't a humanities class, but I think it was uh, one of our, one of the English classes that we had to take, um, you know, in college, um, a great movie to kind of go with that, you know, hero's journey or the, you know, the idea of like fate versus, you know, destiny and, um, you know, the, the hero being called back or being called to, to do something. Um, and it's a great film would be like the Godfather, but that's rated R. So I don't know. I don't know how many students are into, you know, um, you know, gangster movies and, and mafia movies, but the Godfather has that you have a family who's known for, you know, their, their involvement in crime. Al Pacino's character has removed himself from that, but you know, through this wedding, through you know, no fault of his own, um, he's kind of put in a situation where he's got to step up, and that is, you know, there is that hero's journey as well, like the reluctant, the reluctant hero who doesn't, you know, feel comfortable, you know, doing what he's supposed to. So. I would say The Godfather, that's just my rated R version of it. And I think that one's on Hulu because I think it's Paramount. Either it's on Hulu or Netflix. On... The Godfather? Yeah, Godfather. It should oh, be streaming God, somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Google um, it, stream yeah, it, find it. Yeah, it's somewhere. Get and your like, parents get, get your parents' permission first. And uh, I was watching it, and like this is like this is just like if, you, if students maybe want something funny to watch, and this wow. it's a little bit harder to find uh, the connections, but they are there. One of my favorite uh, trilogies actually is this trilogy of comedy films called the Naked Gun series, and those are no, all, no, no, no. They're all PG thirteen. No, they're all PG thirteen. No, yeah, go like those, go like they're all parodies of like noir, like detective stories, and they not really hero myth, but they're funny, and it still follows like a 
you're like stretching I'm, I'm you're stretching, stretching it. I'm stretching it, but I was actually watching the second one bad. last night and I I thought I was just like, oh, this is funny. <laughs> that is okay for anybody trying, anybody listening and anybody thinking about trying to look up where you could find Naked Gun. Those are on, those like, are on Hulu. Those are on Hulu. Okay, well great. So it's on Hulu, but <laughs> For those of you guys who need a little bit of background, like this is old school. I mean, you might as well have just told them to watch Airplane. Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. basically, it's it's like what the scary movies try to do with scary movies. So Naked Gun, you know, through what was it like the 70s, 80s? It was the late 80s because I like they had. But they're, but they're but they're they're a parody of like the. You know, like the police detective noir. Yeah, yeah, the Maltese, the Maltese Falcon, nineteen sixties movies. That's like the you know the detective who's mysterious or whatever. So the Naked Gun series is basically trying to make fun of, you know, decades before movies of cops. They're funny, but yeah, you're definitely you're definitely gonna stretch it for the hero's journey for those. Yeah, no, those like films. I mean, um, yeah, there is no but actually thinking of things that are inspired by those noir movies, Blade Runner. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah there you go. I, I I got to one. I got to one. You, you do you, you did get to one. But let's be real. Let's be real. I love Blade Runner. I'd love the sequel. Not many kids like Star Wars. They're not gonna like Blade Runner. Yeah, no, like, Blade Runner is if you don't like Star Wars and you think, but I will give you that it's like, it is that play on, it has, it has that play on like a kind of like the cop drama, the lonely cop Harrison, Harrison Ford doesn't work with anybody and neither does his partner. And that's kind of how they work and, you know, things like that. But yeah, Naked Gun, let's, let's scratch that. I mean, if you, if you, if you guys find, want to laugh, that is, it is a funny group of movies. They're PG-13, they're not. It is. Which they did bring in. He, uh, what's his name? Um, the actor. They brought Les- him into the scary. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen. Because the, they. Yeah, they brought mm-hmm. him into the scary movie movies as like the president. Well, it was the same director of the Naked Gun movies. He did three and four. Did he really? Yeah, they were. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know that. I I just thought they were all like the Waynes brothers or. They did the first the two. They did the first two. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. The the good ones. I like three. <laughs> of course you would, Munden. Of course you would. Yeah, like and on uh, that on that note, yeah, we're gonna wrap and up. And on that note, <laughs> okay. How long have we gone so far? Does it tell you? I know it does not tell me. So no. uh, we we I feel like we've gone long enough. Uh, I do too. I do see. too. Yeah, we went about forty minutes or so. Um, right. So I'll, we'll go ahead and try to post one of these every week. It's not a requirement, but hey, if you want to hear our voices, if you want to maybe like record something for us, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll try to post it on, uh, send an email, post on Edmodo, Schoolology, whatever we're using at the time. Uh, right. Any final uh, final words? Um, I guess my, my final, the only thing I would like to add is I'm not, I'm not a guest. I'd like to think I'm a co-host. You are a co-host. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can we, can we agree on that? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Batman and Robin kind of situation. It's like a Batman and Superman thing. Okay. That's even better. There you go. You were going to be Robin. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was figuring that. All right. But Um, but you said, you said, you said today's guest and I'm like, no, no, no. 
I'm the yeah, host. Uh, maybe later on, maybe later on we can have a guest. I that was just me being awkward. I'm we're gonna be awkward on this thing for okay. a little bit. Good. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, until we until you listen to us again, I don't know how to how to sign off. Okay. What 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 do you do like? And that's um, the way the cookie crumbles. Or... There you go. Thank you. That's the. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I, for some reason, I thought of Bruce Almighty. Not, it was Bruce Almighty. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's trying to figure out like Walter what Con- his, Cronkite. Yeah. Yeah, Walter Cronkite voice. All right. But it's well, really that's and and I don't even know it. I don't know. All right. Well, talk at you guys later on.